What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. It is a double episode Saturday. I got an episode now. I got a guest. Might have a double introduction, but uh, here we go. Here's today's topics for today's episode. First up, the proper flowers for when you need to pull the plug on a loved one. Next, concerned with Rovers Wade being revoked, our experts explain how you can have an abortion using just your mind. What else are we going to discuss on this today's show? Should you invest in the newest fast food alternative to Planned Parenthood, the Clam Reaper? What happened to the baby formula and why you shouldn't feed your kids live chickens? Was Elon Musk just interested in exposing the Twitter ghosts before joining Truth Social and competing? And lastly, we've got a new press press secretary and you will be able to find out why everything is about to become racist. Everything. There's going to be nothing happening in the world that isn't the result of racism. And now it's time for, for the other introduction. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. It is not a briefing. I know. You're like, wow, Rob's actually going live. It is regular time. I must be getting my daily briefing. But you're not. There's no briefing here today. We're going to have to brief later. You know why? Because I'm like an old lady. And uh, I was supposed to start the, the, this at 1030 and then I have a guest at 11. And that was going to be our show. That was going to be our morning. But then all of a sudden my cable went out. I got Optimus showing up at 11. I'm like, you no, know, I was like, I can't, I can't make adjustments and wake up a half hour earlier. So, you know, I got all sorts of news to go through later today. You got Fauci and he's out there. He's getting millions of dollars from pharmaceutical companies. There's some interesting stories that we have to break. But instead, we're going to we're going to do a special episode with uh, Dr. Krim II, uh, Dr. Krim Jr., the Krim Jr., I think. We're going to find out. I might have those details wrong. Uh, digging into some abortion talk. But before we do that, I do want to plug. Uh, I got some shows coming up this weekend. If you're in the Connecticut area, hit me up. BK Chris, myself, Silly Sally. We're doing a show in Connecticut in uh, uh, Middletown, which is the less exciting of the towns. It's not the one where they killed those kids or anything. Uh, and then, uh, next weekend, California, big show and then Childerberg. So, uh, hit me up, come join us for the streams. And now we've got Dr. Krim the second he's in school learning how to do abortions as we speak. So we're going to get some information on the topic. How's it going? Bunkle Ned. It's good. I just finished my last exam, killing another three. Nice. Uh, this is what year of law school for you. Uh, this is the first year of law school. Um, so I just finished uh, constitutional law. And so hearing all the review weight stuff, uh, kind of semi-autistic mind off. <laughs> and uh what do you got planned for uh what the, the summer break you're gonna clerk for some judges you're gonna go on a road trip what, what uh, do you got yeah planned? so plan is a research assistant um researching uh kind of i can and how they manage the internet and then seeing uh what the hell they actually are because no one kind of knows what they are or who exactly is in it uh, but they run the internet wait who is it i've never even heard of this in my whole life Okay, so the way the internet works is like the way the internet protocols work. Like you need a certain code to get to like an internet address, like IP. The reason why IP exists is there's a whole set of these organizations called like ICANN and a bunch of other ones that basically evolved out of DARPA, but aren't actually DARPA anymore. ICANN sounds really. so gay. It just sounds like a movement of queers trying to take over the internet. They all are. They all are like four letter <laughs> organizations and no one knows what the fuck they actually are. they're all kind of like the wef except they actually have power over the internet tubes okay and wait so this is like the physical structure of the internet that we're talking about uh i'm not prepared on this one i thought we were talking about killing babies now we're talking about laying down pipes and stealing people's internet yes the internet actually is basically tubes that kind of run under uh the ground and the way that that works like who actually build those things and then what those things actually carry are determined by a bunch of agencies that no one knows anything about 
So you're going to go out there and are you going to actually dig up some tubes? Yeah, like, that's the plan right like now. a detective? Yeah, that's a plan. Uh, I'm going to go searching around the Titanic, wear like the big suit and everything. Uh, but no, really, it'll just be kind of looking into what their policies are um, that are available because they don't actually make a lot of that stuff public. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. So let's dig into uh, abortion talk for, for a couple minutes here because you said that you're actually up to date on uh, – on all the Roe versus Wade uh, shenanigans because it was coming up. Uh, before we get into that, I wanted to clarify my non-opinion because I, I was thinking about this a little bit the other day. But I was thinking, like, when you look at end of life and sometimes people are in miserable situations. Sadly, my grandmother's sweet lady passed away uh, earlier. Well, maybe it's like a year and a half at this point. But, like, her end of life was pretty bad. Like, she broke her hip and then, like, they repaired her hip only for her to, like, die a couple weeks later. And then obviously hindsight's 2020, but you're like, why'd we put her through this hip surgery thing? Like we could have just brought her to the vet and had her put down nicely. You know what I mean? Like there probably was a bet. Now I'm not being serious about that, but I haven't researched the misery of end of life to make determined because I don't have to deal with those decisions. So why would I sit down and research it? You know what I mean? It's just not, it's kind of outside of my, so I, it, the abortion thing's a little bit similar where it's like, I don't really want to make these determinations. So I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not digging into this to a T. I do, however, think there, there's a distinction. We were talking about this yesterday on a uh, part of the problem, which isn't out yet. Janet Yellen was talking about the economic impact of abortions. So like, just to, to take a step back, maybe you know more about this than I do. I'm okay with an argument that there's a juncture of time that medically speaking, a baby's not a baby yet, that like it doesn't have any of the character traits of a human being. And so like almost from the autist standpoint of, hey, that's not a human life, like it can become a human life, but it's not currently a human life. So you're killing a clump of cells. And then maybe that's two weeks, maybe it's three weeks, maybe you want to make an argument for further. But like, I, like I'm okay with, I, I have not, once again, I haven't sat down to research that to decide whether or not I agree with that, but that I'll even it like that, at least I'll entertain anything. That's like, Hey, that, that kid is trespassing. It's a kidnapper, which is like kind of the libertarian argument or, Hey, it's inconvenient, which was the Janet Yellen economic talk. That to me is just gross and shouldn't exist. Like there's really no conversation that should exist about, well, it's more convenient. Like, are you, are you with me thus far? Does any of that sound crazy? Uh, yeah. So part of it is, well, the entire system is kind of fucked in how it's set up. Uh, and actually going through constitutional law, uh, I was very saddened because I maintained that little bit of small uh, kind of republicanism that existed. Uh, Roe doesn't actually really consider that. What Roe considers is it's, Roe almost has nothing to do with abortion. And kind of the abortion ruling within Roe is just a really strange aberration that they just wanted to get through for political reasons, uh, basically. as pretty much all constitutional law, uh, but they actually take into account not just the fetus, it's the fetus, the woman's interests, the state interests, and then kind of how the government feels about it, which in every analysis, that's what it is. So for every, yeah, so that, that's kind of the broad overview. If you want to, I can start from the beginning and do the whole kind of autistic lead up for how this actually happens. Okay, but uh, I, I'm curious to know any, uh, it, do you have any personal opinion? We'll start with that in terms of, uh, I guess right to right to life versus right to choose. Like, do you have any? I was trying to avoid that, but uh, okay, that's fine. We <laughs> like, you, we, yeah, yeah. we can play the fifth on it. I like like yeah, I said, I, it's a fucking I, I think that's the eerie topic. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So now, just to let us know, uh, kind of the education on what Roe versus Wade even is. Uh, so let's let's start with the broad stroke. The way I understand it was essentially, I guess there was a point in time when states could make their own decisions about uh, not allowing abortions, and then. 
Roe versus Wade, which you'd even have to explain how this court case was brought. Uh, I don't know even know who the people are. I don't know if there was like a Mr. Roe who really was out there trying to kill some babies and then finally got all the way to the Supreme Court. Uh, but essentially, I guess the Supreme Court made a law that states cannot make their own decisions basically to ban it. Is that is that essentially even the framework of Roe versus Wade? Uh, kind of. So okay. the way that the you got to kind of reframe how you think about the Constitution, the way that the laws in this country work, where the government isn't actually prevented from doing anything. The government just needs a really good reason to do certain things. Uh, this is called scrutiny analysis, which isn't anywhere in the Constitution, but the way that works is depending on how the court has ruled in the past, the court will either, um, and there's basically five levels for it, but basically the court will either say, okay, the government needs a compelling reason and narrowly tailored means. Now, what that means is fuck all. But, um, and then for, there's another one called intermediate scrutiny, which is basically the government needs a important reason to make the law and then a substantial, uh, substantially related kind of like means to achieve that. Um, and then there's rational basis, which is what all economic regulation gets, which is basically the government needs a just a reason. Basically, that's not completely psychotic. And how that's defined is they can just make any law with any reason for economics. So the way that Roe kind of developed is Roe develops out of the 14th Amendment. Um, and there's a second part of the 14th Amendment called the Due Process Clause. And the way that that works is, well, if you read the 14th Amendment, it doesn't actually seem like that's what it's about. But there was a case early on. Uh, with the 14th Amendment getting used. All right, right I'm really uneducated, so let's just start okay. with what what is the 14th Amendment? Okay, so prior to the Civil War, um, the federal constitution did not apply to the states. So the right to bear arms didn't actually exist in a lot of states, not just that one, but like all the other ones don't actually exist in the states. They were only applied to the federal government. So basically Congress couldn't make a law abridging that right without a really good reason. Um, and then civil war happens, and then the North is kind of like, all right, in order to join, you need to accept the 14th Amendment. And the 14th Amendment says that, uh, right here, all persons born or naturalized in the U.S. and subject to the jurisdiction are citizens of the U.S. and the state where they reside. So basically, you're now also a United States, all slaves and all people are state citizens and United States citizens. Um, no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the U.S., nor shall any person deprive any person of life, liberty, or property. So that's the 14th Amendment basically says that you, the federal government, all the rights that are enshrined in the Constitution should apply to the states. And then the Supreme Court said, fuck that uh, in the span of 10 years and said, that's not actually how that works. Um, the federal Constitution only applies some of the time. Um, and how it applies and when it applies is basically up to... So let's say, let's give some examples of when the Constitution would not apply. Like that a state uh, is allowed to, uh, I guess, deprive you the rights that would otherwise exist in the Constitution. Like, what's the application of that? So right now, um, it's very little, which is actually kind of why overturning Roe is pretty significantly important, is that almost all these quote unquote rights in the federal Constitution apply to the states. But the issue is, is if the 14th Amendment was originally interpreted as it's kind of meant, which is pretty clear that the North was trying to get like what is in the constitution to apply to the states. Uh, what that's evolved into is basically as long as it can kind of fit into a broad framework, be like, okay, this is similar enough to a right that actually exists, um, then it gets included. And so this is called uh, substantive due process or plus, which basically means that anything that the court thinks is kind of related to a right in the past can now exist, which is effectively how Roe develops um, the right to privacy course doesn't actually exist but then it develops so some of the rights right now 
pretty much all the rights apply. It's like very, very new and only existed pretty much after FDR started packing the courts in the 30s. I don't know why, but I'm a little bit confused about this. So let, let's uh, let, let, let's simplify the framework so that I can follow what's going on here. So the starting point is we create the, uh, we got the constitution, right? But that constitution does not apply to the state. So it's just a federally, it's just a federal government that essentially means nothing because most people don't live in Washington, D.C. Is that is that kind of the origin? Uh, kind of. So it'd be like, Congress can't pass a law that would apply to everyone. Uh, Congress right. can pass a law that only applies to, um, you know, the states generally. Okay. And then what the, the states, though, can create their own laws that would, uh, I, I guess, violate whatever that congressional law would be. Right. So let's say you have the right to say whatever you want in public, um, like make a political speech. You have that right under the federal constitution and Congress could not make a law kind of abridging that. But your but, state could? But your state could. Yeah. Okay. As long as it wasn't in the state constitution, the state could say had did not have to adhere to the federal constitution in any way, shape, or form. So the like so essentially Connecticut could say, hey, you don't have a right to freedom of speech, you don't have a right to a gun or basically anything that's in the constitution. Right. Now, if that's true, why would the South bother, I guess, including within the constitution, I guess was there initially a right to slavery or just like I don't know exactly the way that was written. So the way that it was originally written was that in the, I believe it's Article 8, it might be 7, um, you couldn't ban slavery in a state until 1806, But Why would they care to have that in the Constitution if the Constitution didn't apply to their state anyways? Because that was kind of what the, the idea was that slavery would slowly go away and that um, this could then be applied then. Uh, states could, so... Basically, states couldn't make laws banning slavery until that point. So it was rather no, but I just I I guess what's confusing to me is I thought the states were fighting over what was in the Constitution because they were all gonna like keep to it if they had the out clause of anything in the Constitution they don't like they can just legislate away within their borders. Then why even have an argument over what's in it? It's kind of irrelevant to them. Well, that well that was the issue going up into the Civil War is that the North gradually wanted to be like okay we need to. We need to put more things kind of centralized power in the federal constitution and make that apply to the states in the South. Okay, no, fine. So now, all right. So let's just jump to post-Civil War. We've got this thing. It's called the Constitution. It's now uh, it, it's now enforced on onto everybody. And so let's uh, let's create a little bit of the time frame here. So when what what's the year that Roe versus Wade uh, passes, and what specifically is the court case that gets it in front of the Supreme Court? Like, was it a single person? trying to have an abortion and then it gets all the way to the supreme court like how structurally how did it get there yeah basically so what happened was that it was a woman couldn't get an abortion um in what state the massachusetts i believe all right um, but don't quote me on that um and so basically the state prosecutor was like or the attorney general of the state uh was the one who's obligated to enforce the laws and so she had brought a case saying well not her basically an organization went out kind of looking for uh, abortion rights, which is what it's not like unique to abortion. Everyone does this looking for rights. Right. Like uh, basically they went out, they found her. She was uh, just pretty much like a filthy whore um, in nice. the literal sense of the world. Yeah. Um, and so she, they found her. It's like, okay, perfect. This person is clearly, it's impressed. bad for business. If she's yeah. got to be, uh, you know, off the whore circuit, cranking out some kid for the next 11 months. And then she's got to feed the kid that, that, that shuts down the entire operation. I got a business here to run. 
yeah, exactly. So they took her, they bring her, uh, they sue for the right to privacy, basically. And the right to privacy uh, is one of those rights that I kind of mentioned earlier where kind of... Can I ask? I, I, yeah. I do have to ask. This is my autist. I get excited. No, no, no. Keep, keep going because this is you like... Don't, I great. would think you don't have a right to privacy while committing a crime. So it's interesting. I guess like if you're, you know... Th th it, like you're not allowed to knock on my door to inspect whether or not I'm doing a crime. But like, I guess if, you know, I'm suspected of doing a crime, then you could get a warrant to go check on it. Right. So, but if I'm, if, if like the state's already aware of the fact that I'm trying to engage in what they deem as being a crime, then don't you lose your right to privacy? In other words, you, you have a right to privacy that the federal government, no one can just show up at my door and knock on my door and go, hey, I want to look around and see if there's any crimes going on here. But they can get a warrant if I'm suspected of doing a crime, right? So if you're already in court saying, hey, I'm trying to engage in, a, in what's currently a crime and I want some privacy while I'm doing it, that doesn't really make sense. You don't have yeah, a right to privacy while doing something that I, would be legally considered a criminal. Well, that's the question. Is it's a is the actual crime itself, because of its existence, a violation of privacy? So, for example, um, if someone makes it a crime to do political speeches in public, you go out and do the political speech in public, you're committing a crime, but you technically have the right to it. Like it would be interpreted, you have the clearly have the right to that. So that was their argument. It's like, yes, it's a crime, but it shouldn't be because it's actually incorporated in this quote unquote right to privacy. Okay, so what can you can you define for me? I guess within because, like I said, I'm uneducated. Where where in the Constitution, I guess, is the right to like? Can you read the actual language on what is the right to privacy? So that's exactly it. Is it doesn't actually exist. So the Fourteenth Amendment is where the right to privacy comes from. So it's just the line: "Nor shall any state right. deprive any person of life, liberty, or property." That's where it comes from. Right, which uh, doesn't which doesn't use the word privacy. There's no mention of it, that. There's some sort of a because it, it's also hard to define. What does that mean? A right to privacy? Like, because you, you could, in other words, be having a public conversation and almost go like, hey, I got a right to privacy here. It's like, yeah, but you're in public. You know what I mean? Like, you, we've all been around two people where like they're having an inappropriate conversation. They're like, hey, can I have, let's like, well, don't have that conversation right next to me. You know what I mean? So like that, the idea of a right to privacy does seem to be like a heart, like a right to property makes a lot of sense where it's like, it, the privacy is almost an extension of whether or not you're just violating someone's property rights. It's like the privacy exists because I'm in my own home, right? And so if you're violating my borders to hear what I'm doing, then you're violating my privacy, but it's really just a violation of property rights. Or it's like if you're looking at like you're tapping into my computer, right, to see what I'm doing online. Yeah, it's a violation of my privacy, but it's really that you're invading my property. You see what I'm saying? So it's like it would be it would be hard to find a distinction of when you're solely, I, I, I guess, violating someone's privacy without violating their property. So that's um, that's one of the big issues with the Constitution. It's basically, it's a Jenga tower, or I guess a good way to describe how the right to privacy comes to exist in this context is like the game telephone, where it just gets, keeps getting changed, changed, changed. The way that the Supreme Court justifies it in actual original Roe v. Wade decision is by saying it's analogous to previous decisions, which are analogous. Those decisions uh, are analogous to previous decisions, to previous decisions, to previous decisions. It goes back about four times. So the right to privacy uh, comes from a case where basically they said that, okay, you have a right to private marital affairs, not going sleeping around, but like stuff that goes on in a marriage that's implicit in the constitution. 
and then go on a little bit longer that says, okay, well, you have a right to have access to contraception, basically, because the paradigm, like the analogous reasoning that they had used in the original case was that, okay, you have a right to privacy if it's a marital relationship, if it's heterosexual sex, and it's for procreation. Like, if it violates one of those things, then it gets overturned. So that- I mean, because initially the government was against sex that wouldn't be for procreation, like in some sort of a basically. very Christian yeah. framework. And so they yeah. had to say that the only reason that you're allowed contraception, which I'm assuming what we're talking like, con- I guess at that time, condoms. Yeah, yeah. They had condoms like back in, uh, I guess, why not? Just throw a fucking bag on it or whatever. Yeah, dude, the Romans used to use sheepskin. For real? I didn't realize yeah. condoms went back that far. Shows how uneducated I am. Um, all right, so- in a but with a separation of like on that one with the separation of church and state why would the government be banning condoms or take an outlook that sex is only supposed to be for the sake of procreation like why like why would you have to get into a hey i got a right to privacy like why would you have a law i would think a law against contraceptions like would be non-constitutional because like what would be the basis for for banning it uh, so you have to kind of take into account the era that this is being decided. So this is this like right to privacy starts to exist. If yeah, Ben 30s. Franklin's out there fucking everybody, Thomas Jefferson's fucking his slaves. Everybody's fucking. Why are they pretending like everything? Like uh, you know what I mean? Who's 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 pretending here? Well, it's the progress. It's the progressive era from Rothbard, right? It's the these people were basically moral crusaders. Uh, mostly white women got bored at home, and then they went out on this moral crusade. And they were able to vote for all this stuff. So this actually comes about because people FDR had put on the court were very heavily progressive, not necessarily in their like economic taste, but in their um, kind of cultural. No, but I'm taste. Sorry, go back, so going back to this original condom example. Yeah, I, so I agree. With if, you, yeah. I, if I if I understand you correctly, you're essentially saying that people only got a right to condoms. Because while condoms are illegal, it was against the law to not have the privacy to you. This is still stupid to me. It's stupid. Yep. It's like either you should be allowed to like the, the activity is either legal or illegal. You shouldn't. The law shouldn't say you're allowed to engage in an illegal activity because the only way we're able to know that you're doing it is if we're invading your privacy, because that's also not true. I don't need to be in your f- home watching you have sex. Like I can just ban the contraceptions. Like it's, it, you know what I mean? It's like you just have the, it's not allowed in stores. And if I bust you buying it, I mean, this is stupid. I wouldn't want a government that that's like, that sounds like the way we used to police marijuana, but it's like, I don't have to actually like, imagine if they said that marrow, like marrow, uh, the government's not allowed to, uh, to prosecute you for marijuana because it would be invasion of your privacy because otherwise, how do they know that you're using it? Well, we don't look at it that way. It's that the fact that the marijuana is illegal. So if we suspect you of having it or we see you buying it or we can bust you, then you're in trouble. So the the idea that there's like the, th- this entire framework, at least in my head, from the way that this is the first time I'm ever hearing this. This is new information to me, but it's not passing the stupid test. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the big issue with it um, and why Clarence Thomas kind of actually wanted to like overrule not just uh the, like roe v wade but like the entire quote-unquote right to privacy um and this it makes no sense of, it, it to me uh, this is kind of like domestic terror it's like you either committed a crime or you didn't we don't like we, why would we create a thing for policing like this is the same thing where it's like we're adding some sort of a distinction that is not easily applicable and doesn't like readily make sense it's either it, it should it should be the activity is or is not a crime 
And then what's the basis for why we consider it to be or not to be a crime? Otherwise, it's like, what else? I, I, I don't know. What else would we would we potentially not be able to police because it just violates your right to your right to privacy? Like, I don't I, I don't know. Like, if, if you're making a nuclear bomb within your own home, well, I got a right to privacy. I, I mean, maybe I, I might even agree, but it's like, you know, until I go out and use it, then you can bust me. But it's like, well, we know that you're buying this stuff. I, I don't know. There's something maybe that's not the best example, especially from a libertarian standpoint. Well, but I'm just no, saying is, conceptually, yeah. this makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, that is the fundamental issue with it. Um, and actually, why, like, when the 14th, when the reason why I read it is that first part, the privileges and immunities part. And like I said, from kind of like the beginning of the discussions, it clearly was just meant to apply the federal constitution, like the, as it's written in text, to the states. But because the courts kind of overturn it says no the privileges and immunity clause of the 14th doesn't count it's the courts are like okay well like subsequent more progressive courts were like well we're not going to overturn that uh for whatever reason okay so what are the uh, other examples so people want condoms yeah. and so i i just want to make sure i got my facts right here people want their condoms condoms are illegal and then they decide well we're not going to say that condoms we're not going to make condoms legal but we're going to say that you have a right to privacy so the government can't can't prosecute you for them. So now just in, in application, so how does that work? So now a store can sell it to you because it's against their, it's it like they, now they can legally sell it to you because the government doesn't, can't, can't ask the price. Like I, I, like even the application doesn't really make sense. All right. What's the next example? So th now you got case law of something that doesn't make sense. What's the next application before we get to Rover Suede? So because that's kind of within the the paradigm is marital heterosexual uh, procreational sex. The procreational sex kind of goes out the window right away. So the next one is heterosexual sex, uh, which goes out. There's Case Bowers v. Texas, I believe, where they say, okay, well, you know, like it's kind of stupid the way this heterosexual thing in there. You have a right to screw who you want, kind of. And so then it gets the paradigm is, okay, well, it just needs to be the right to privacy exists in marital affairs, basically. Um, it's it like, you know, that procreational and that heterosexual stuff is kind of irrelevant. Um, and so the marital affairs thing. Uh, so now, if again, you want to cheat on your wife, what right does the government have to say you shouldn't be allowed to cheat on your wife? Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, so uh, the government, so the way that marital gets kind of um, associated, kind of interpreted and wrote is that, oh, well, it's not really just marital. You know, people sometimes aren't married. People are sometimes just kind of like private individuals together. So, you know, I guess this whole paradigm in the first place wasn't really useful, even though that's how we're deriving this. And so you just have a right to privacy kind of like in your private actions, which goes to what you were talking about earlier is there's no like limit on that or what that could be or what that isn't. So the way that the court does it or way the court makes determinations is, basically entirely ad hoc. And that's how you come to Roe v. Wade, which is basically saying, well, you well, know. And then, but now what's interesting about this then, that would imply that all the way up until birth, even after birth, I mean, as a theoretical, right? If I'm in, let's say I'm giving birth within my own home, I got a right to privacy, right? So if we're trying to, if we're killing the baby, we're killing the baby. And certainly before it, because maybe you say once it's the baby, it's got some sort of uh some sort of rights. And then prior to the baby being born, wouldn't this just be my right to privacy? You would still, at some point, don't you run into, well, doesn't the unborn have some sort of rights? If you're going to say that it's like, if it's got, so it's like the, the just saying, Hey, this is a right to privacy thing. Doesn't necessarily would not apply in my opinion, if you viewed the other life as being an actual life. So it's still a question of 
what what I was going back to originally of saying, like, isn't it just a question of whether or not we would deem this as murder or not murder? Everything else kind of seems to be irrelevant. Uh, kind of. So the what Roe Ro kind of articulates that, Roe kind of deals with that by saying that it's not just they have, uh, like I said, the four factors before. So they have to factor in what is the woman's interest? What is the fetus's interest? What's the state's interest? Which the state's interest is whatever the state's interest basically wants it to be. Uh, it could be, oh, the health of the mother, oh, the health of the fetus. They can basically define it however they want. So obviously more liberal states will say, oh, we need to be more in favor of the mother. More conservative states, oh, we need to be more in favor of the fetus. So even that, just conceptually, even like the state's interest is is kind of stupid because the yep. state's interest should really just be uh, a right to like, I, I mean, this is libertarian, but like a right, they're just protecting private property or protecting, you know, people from killing each other. Like, let's say that so like the state can have an interest in oil profits. And so they go, well, we're going to need a kid work in the oil fields in 10 years. So like as far as the state's concerned, we want or, hey, we don't have enough people in the state. So we actually want this child to be born. Like, why should the state have its own interest separate from like the good of this? Because as I'm just saying, then you could be like, well, the state, you know, at age 18 sends everyone to war and they want to make sure that they're going to have enough soldiers. So we're trying to force as many parents as possible to have their kids because we need those. So like that, 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 that's a category that really shouldn't exist. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, yeah. that's how, that's how basically it works is that um, because the majority opinion was uh, yeah, it is basically just written in that way where they were like, well, you know, it, we can't just be the mother and the child because what will happen is this viability gradually increases over time is the fetus's interest will obviously continue to grow, which is one of the issues with Roe right now is that you can have people born at like 18 weeks and they're viable, but you know, like they're not really alive in the womb. So right, that's so where just, the whole issue is. Let's simplify here a little bit. Right. So essentially you've got a right to privacy. Uh, and so with your right to privacy, the state doesn't the state can't deny your right to privacy, which means you should be allowed to have this medical procedure that that's essentially. OK, now, how does that jump to and the federal government will provide funds for you to do the activity that seems to really transcend just, hey, you've got a right to privacy if you're going to go do something with we're going to actually fund it. And then where does the conversation I know it's a two part question. But where does then where also is the conversation about like at what point, you know, the age point, like, is it one month, two months, plan B, like at what like at what do you lose the do you lose the privacy at some point? Like, am I allowed to kill a one year old in the privacy of my own home because I got a right to privacy? Like, I don't think we extend privacy laws like that. Uh no, because at that point it would be uh, like considered a person. Uh, as long as the fetus is in the womb, the court considers it a fetus. Now it could be a viable fetus or an viable fetus. Right. But in regards to your first question, um, the reason why the court can like, or states can kind of regulate or do whatever they want with it is because it is an economic regulation then. Um, it's not or not an economic regulation in the sense of like it's regulating something, but they can provide funds for it. And they just do that through the... Uh, can't think of it, but basically they uh, they have the right to regulate com the commerce clause. They have the right to regulate commerce and do whatever they want. So if something that the state considers um, medical procedures writ large to be kind of 
commercial, then they can do whatever they want with it. So actually there's very little to do with row. The state can regulate anything, pretty much anything to do with commerce, including you're not allowed to grow your own wheat and eat it on your own land. Um, and the state can uh, not do anything about it. The state can do whatever it wants. Um, All right, so just to put a button on this, you ready? So he, here, here's Rover's weight in a nutshell. Uh, you got the Constitution, and at some point, uh, they decided that the only reason you can use condoms is because you have a right to privacy. And once we've established that you're allowed to have sex willy-nilly, and the state's not allowed to regulate the sex that you're having for privacy reasons, uh, you can also have an abortion for privacy reasons. And since it's a uh, question around privacy, Right. There's there's a case uh, case precedent. Right. Like that, that you'd have to almost overturn like four previous cases in regards to seeing this as a privacy issue. It's bigger than that, which is why this is a big deal. Uh, okay. the, the beginning part, it would not just unravel four cases. Overturning this might be the start of unraveling like basically the last hundred years of case law. If Clarence Thomas may be the Jesus Christ we're all looking for because what this would do is start saying that, okay, you can't use the due process clause of the 14th Amendment to give rights that are outside the Constitution as it's written in the text. And so with overturning this, if Clarence Thomas is able to kind of work this back and basically keep overturning stuff all the way back so it's just the 14th Amendment, what would happen is that the state now has to justify all of its actions like according to the text of the Constitution, which they would be able to do, but the issue is, is it would take them a lot of time and a lot of litigation. So it would basically come up the courts uh, and almost certainly a lot of this would be overturned because the, the a lot of the judges in the circuits right now are all conservative judges. All right, and so now this is, this, is, this is why I could not have gone to school and done legally, legally things because I need a nap. A half hour of thought, that's all I got in me. So before I let you go, Anything else that you, you kind of wanted to comment on in regards to uh, Roe versus Wade or you thought the uh, the run your mouthers should be aware of? Uh, get your abortions now. Yeah, get them in while you can. All right. So hopefully, yeah. I, I, by the way, you are Dr. Uh, Dr. Crim's boy, right? I that. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully we're going to be, uh, I have to text him back. He texted me the other day, but hopefully we're going to be uh, summer porching uh, by you guys and then making my journey up to Pittsburgh. I hope that you'll be able to join us for it. And then I... Uh, you know, when I was a student, I was a big fan of the marijuanas. Can we give can we give Yo Delta a plug? Are you comfortable yeah, with that? Shout out to, shout out to uh, Yo Delta. There you go, right there in the morning, getting after it. Uh, and then also, I know uh, the the gummies. You you told me you're you're the I think the one guy who bought those industrial the industrial yeah, size that, bag. Yeah, that's uh, that's you need you need forty eight hours for those. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The honest testimonial of YoDelta.com. And look, you can still get through your workday. You can have a handle on uh, on, uh, on on some, some heady topics. Uh, all right. Uh, hopefully, we will uh, summer porch store. Uh, and uh, I appreciate you coming on, giving us some insight. If you got other legally illegal topics that you got an expertise on, they come up in the news, hit me up. We'll do it again. Sounds good. Thanks for the invite. All right. Absolutely. Later, dude. Peace.